soon. Okay. Starting off with early thinking, ancient Greece. There's Homer, who thought the trade was inferior to obtaining wealth through agriculture or military exploits. He sealed works and days. He sees economic problems. Agricultural self-sufficiency without war or destroying farmers' products. Xenophon wrote oikomnikos, which also means household or estate management. Talks about moderation and hard work efficient organizations if you work hard get what you make sure to not use all of it because then your household will fall apart focus on agricultural household managing the household plato initial ideas of democratic and republic forces forms of government initial idea of specialization against democracy all things are driven by their ideal state. Aristotle, in response to Plato, criticized politics. Talks about pro-private property and incentives. More into empirical observations. Natural ways of wealth acquisition is a state. Unnatural ways is exchange man management. So commerce, buying and selling. High consumption is not part of a good life. All of them are for authority and not democracy. The Middle Ages, Rome, political power to ownership of land and military service. Land was the main source of wealth as it brought political power. Roman law, natural law based on humanity. Uh, contracts, property rights, companies to legal entities. Christianity, Old Testament, many regulations of the economy. Jesus, the righteous would be rewarded. Charity, important. Thomas Aquinas, philosopher, influenced Roman Catholics. Natural law is that good is to be done and evil avoided. The idea of just price. Price that doesn't ask 
for more than cost of production and what is needed to sustain the worker. He didn't like usury. If you take anything above the just price, you're acting selfish. Private property is important. Prohibition of interest rates was due to the fact that it was accepted that if a borrower does not pay on time, he has to eventually pay for losses. Islam, Prophet Muhammad. Wealth was permitted, usually forbidden. Wealthy help the poor or those in need. Ibn Rushid followed Aristotle, elaborates theory of money. So mean of exchange, measure of value, reserve of value, reserve of purchasing power. Early modern view. Renaissance comes, Copernicus, Newton, new things were being discovered. Mercantilism was happening through the end of the Middle Ages, through the Enlightenment. Government heavily involved in the economy. Wealth accumulated through gold and silver. Balance of trade, so maximize exports and minimize imports. The state should take responsibility for the economy. Karl Marx and Friedrich Engels looked at economic classes and that history was explained by the conflict between workers and property owners. Marx followed this up in Das Kapital. Free market capitalism, supporting private property and communism. Mercantilist writer Petty, William Petty, came to revolutionize how economic growth is measured by providing some of the first national accounts. Then there was Machiavelli. He advocated for state power, wanted the state and religion to be separated. People are going to act in self-interest, so it's safest to assume this. Change over the 1600s, the scientific revolution, the scientists of royal society, part of the Enlightenment. There was Francis Bacon, writes a manifesto for empirical experimental science called for reconstruction based on natural history and induction based on theory then there was rene descartes by thought experience based knowledge on truths that did not necessarily imply a god based on reason deductive based on fact physiocracy theory land is the source of wealth physiocracy means rule of nature the wealth of a nation is the land. It's the only factor of production that can produce a surplus. Leader, Cuisenay, Francois Cuisenay, also included Cantillon and Turgot. Only, he said that only agriculture is productive. Focused on the circulation of money and goods. Physiocrats supported free trade and a government-free business society, but the mercantilists wanted a government-regulated economy, high tariffs, and a balance of trade. The Enlightenment. Belief in reason against superstition. Belief in progress. Relativism, both geographical and historical. Previously, there were kings to rule. People didn't have a choice because the king's power was absolute monarchy and had absolute power, got it from God. When the Enlightenment emerged, people started to question the concept. Thomas Hobbes and Locke. 
Thomas Hobbes said that you need absolute government monarch to enforce laws. Only under a sovereign can peace be guaranteed. John Locke. Natural right to land that one has put labor into. Three basic rights. Both thought in the way of self-interest. The Scottish Enlightenment include Francis Hutcheson, David Hume, Adam Smith. Yes. Francis Hutcheson talked about how the value of commodity depends on its scarcity and difficulty of acquiring it. Moral philosophy. Men are altruistic and cared for fellows. Was a utilitarian. Importance of division of labor. Supply-demand theory of, lab of value. Teacher and aspirer of Adam Smith. David Hume. A theory of money supply and price level. Labor is important for wealth and incentives are important for labor. Luxury spending, important. Early quantitative theory of money. Rising supply equals inflation. Critique against mercantilism. Export surplus leads to inflow of money, which raises prices. Adam Smith, founder of modern economics. Wealth comes from division of labor, technological development, capital accumulation, and market expansion. Criticizes the physiocrats and mercantilists. Money and silver does not lead to accumulation of wealth. People work more efficient. Division of labor is key for productivity. People work more efficient when doing the same task repeatedly, re repetitively. The Smithian Growth the greatness of Smith is that he observed and put together tendencies in England that would soon turn out to be the embryo to the industrialization. That includes division of labor, wealth, against, wealth gains from increased trade, urbanization, and investments. The drive to invest profit in production in order to accumulate wealth, a capital is often referred to as the Smithian growth. Smith didn't believe in the Smithian growth in the long run. Smith talked about the theory of value, nominal and real prices of commodities. Nominal prices, actual prices, real price is the labor needed. The labor needed, not the money. Classical economic theory. First modern school of thought. Adam Smith, Ricardo, Mill, Malthus. Markets work best when they are left alone. And there is nothing but the smallest role of government. Approach is firmly one of La Cese Ferre. Strong belief in the efficiency of free markets to generate economic development. Markets should be left 
to work because the price mechanism acts as a powerful invisible hand to allocate resources to where they are best employed. Macroeconomy. The classical economist assumed that the economy would always return to the full employment level of real output through an automatic self-adjustment mechanism. Say's law. Supply creates its own demand, ensuring full employment. Saving equals investment. Markets don't need help in creating purchasing power. Thomas Malthus. Population growth would outpay food production. Eventually, people would run out of food and starve. Didn't talk about advancements of technology and agriculture. Private property essential. Only then can self-love lead to prosperity. Poor laws only redistribute funds. Someone gets poorer and depends more on the state. Adam Smith, founder of modern economics, influenced by the physiocrats. Scottish, living in UK, looking at most industrialized economy. Wealth of nations, revolutionized economic thought. The wealth of a nation is not based on accumulating gold and silver, but on the value of goods and services it produces. A person following their own interests could end up serving the common good. Worker productivity is key to increasing wealth, so division of labor. The labor theory of value. Value is based on the labor of it. The invisible hand. Consumers maximize utility and producers maximize their profits. Therefore, the market is self-regulating. The invisible hand will help allocate best itself to equilibrium. Free trade is key for the success of nations. Laissez-faire economics, meaning natural liberty. The economy functions as freely as possible from the intervention of government. Consumption, production, trade can happen as freely as possible. Government does have a role. Defense, education, infrastructure, rule of law, punishment. David Ricardo, classic liberal and utilitarian. Labor theory of value, trade theory, comparative advantage. Profit is the engine for economic growth. Comparative advantage. Idea that two people or countries can both benefit from trade, even if one of them can produce more of everything. System rented rested on three pillars. Smithian perspective on capital accumulation and growth, Malthusian theory of population, and the theory of differential rate, which explains the share of national income that was received by the landlord. 
Bentham, Moral Codes Base for Civil Laws. The maximization of the sum of the happiness of the individuals that make up the society. Three axioms. Bentham came up with the principle of utility. The sum of individual interests are the society's interest. Every man is the best judge of his own interests, and every man has the same capacity for happiness. John Stuart Mill, utilitarian and socialist, argued for free trade and citizen rights, built up upon Ricardian approach to economics. Ideas, social philosophy into economics, profit needed for investments, laws governing economic behavior, government institutions. He talked about economic equality by redistribution of income. Greater emphasis on demand in explaining value. Role of incentives are emphasized. Law, he talked about law of production, which is based on the physical world, knowledge of the world, and human nature. He talked about laws of distribution of wealth, depends on human institutions. Accepted Malthusian theory of population growth, but believed that educated people will limit family size so they survive bad times. Believed in individual freedom. If needed, the state can help with education. Karl Marx, the 19th century, German, Das Kapital, critique of political economy, emphasize on how history and how historical circumstances correspond to ideas. Work written in tradition of Smith, against Smith and built on Ricardo saw his capital as a weapon for the working class. Capitalists are exploiting working class. See economy as a struggle between classes. Interest can be derived from income, wages, rent, profit. Interest in crisis, inherent in capital systems. He talked about use value and exchange value. He talked about capital and labor, relations of producti production and productive forces, and the capitalists. A commodity is something that is bought or sold or exchanged in a relationship of trade. It is value which represents a quantity of human labor, has use and exchange values. Marx criticizes Smithian division of labor because if someone specializes on certain work, it's hard for them to switch to another. Built on Ricardo's labor theory of value, value is based on the quantity of labor put into something. Value is based on labor time. He had volumes. Number one, capital accumulation. Number two, 
State is the distinction between two sorts of capital, constant, which is machinery, and variable capital, which is wages. Value of capital in form of cost of production, prices and profits. So, the wealth of society is based on the amount of commodities you have and the values. Use value equals the utility you get. So the music from the headphones. Exchange value is the price. Talked about exploitation of working class. Laborers get paid for their level of subsistence, not full labor day. There is a surplus value. So working 10 hours a day only needs 6 hours. 4 hours is to work, make capitalists richer. 4 hours is called surplus value. The difference between values produced and wages that the pay is the basis of profit. The profit is called surplus value. MCM. Money, commodities, more money. Back to capital accumulation. Uh, Adam Smith. Adam Smith talks about this, the distinction between market price and natural price of commodity. Natural price, how much labor, capital, and land costs. Market price, how much people are willing to pay, pay based on supply and demand. Capital accumulation. Stock includes the tool that the workmen need and the facilities they need while working. In order for growth, we need more stock. Productive and unproductive labor. Productive is what adds value. Unproductive doesn't add value. We need capital accumulation. Smith sees the link between saving and economic growth. Saving leads to economic growth. Consumption is unproductive labor. Saving is productive labor. La fait is... Adam doesn't want any government intervention in markets or employment, but he wants government to be involved in justice and defense, infrastructure. <sighs> Neoclassical economics. Problems that the classical political economy could not solve. Imperfect competitions. 
blah, blah, blah. Neoclassical. Javon, Walrus, Marshall, Menger, Fisher, Pareto. But mainly Marshall. Neoclassical theory is a theory that focuses on how the perception of the usefulness of products influence supply and demand. Relates supply and demand to individual rationality. Relates to people's ability to maximize utility and firms maximize profit. Causing markets to clear. Economy arrive at equilibrium. People act independently on basis of full and relevant info. Markets must be free. Minimal government intervention. However, legislation should be to make sure business behavior is ethical. Important. The value in something is not how much it costs, in brackets, to make, but is in what someone is willing to pay, which creates the value. Measuring utility. Diminishing marginal utility. It gets less and less. As a person buys one more unit of output, their happiness goes down. The rational behaviors and goals of sellers and consumers in the marketplace drive the flow of resources, goods, services, and money. Their objectives and actions lead to market equilibrium. Marginal revolution. Javon and Walrus. Um, Prove Marx wrong. Greater focus on individual behavior and satisfaction. Less focus on long-term development. Javon talked about marginal utility. Value depends on the benefit of a consumer received from the last unit consumed. Added satisfaction that a consumer gets from having one or more unit of a good or service. Used to determine how much an item consumers are willing to pay. Walross. Market prices are driven towards an equilibrium between supply and demand. (sighs) Founder of neoclassical economics is Alfred Marshall. Reflected on the marginal revolution. British mathematician wrote Principle of Economics. More focus on human behavior.
talked about how important production, consumption, and pricing was driven by supply and demand, which depended on expectations. Short run and long run. Short run, in the short run, output increase leads to falling productivity. In the long run, output increase leads to falling costs. Rising demand equals conf high confidence leads to borrowing increases leads to higher prices. Prices fluctuate more than costs. Classical versus neoclassical. Important. Classical focuses on the production of goods and services. Neoclassical concentrates on how individual players operate in an economy emphasize the exchange of goods and services as the main focus of economic analysis. Schumpeter, Austrian, talked about creative destruction. And entrepreneurship. So entrepreneurs drive economic growth through the process of creative destruction against government intervention. Monopolies are important. The economy is constantly changing. No equilibrium. Innovation and competition as creative destruction within capitalism. Wixell's theory. Natural rate of interests. talked about how saving equals investment prices are constant the austrian school of economics included menger mises hayek main people father was karl menger and criticized equilibrium theory talked about quotes Subjective theory of value. Essentially, both sides gain from exchange. Built on Wicksell's theory. Individuals don't have enough knowledge to assume that markets are in equilibrium and that individuals maximize their utility. Important. Competition between entrepreneurs on a free market maximizes social utility in long run. So good entrepreneurs take over bad with less competition in the market. Spontaneous order through markets will emerge. Against heavy state involvement. Rejecting all forms of fiscal and monetary policy. Von Mises and Hayek talked about how economic policy 
interfere with natural interest rates. It was, they were against expansionary monetary policy, leads to long-run economic distress. Information about the economy is only fully communicated in market exchanges. Non-intervention is preferred. Stockholm Schools of Economics, Lindahl and Lundberg, Keynesians before Keynes. Wages and prices might adjust slowly to new economic circumstances. Blah, blah, blah. Keynesianism came after the Great Depression. Talks about a country as general. So, confidence and expectations are important movers in the economy. A change in demand first affects sales, not prices. If demand rises, sales go up again. The multiplier. Rising incomes leads to rising demands. Higher employment rates leads to rising consumption. Wages are sticky, which means sticky and potentially harmful to lower demand during a crisis. Sticky means workers' earnings don't adjust quick to changes in market conditions, which slows economies' recovery from recessions. John Maynard Keynes. Looking at, he looked at a post-industrialized England, opposed to Smith looking at industrial revolution. Major difference. Keynesianism was a reaction to neoclassical. Keynesianism wants, always wants government spending. Uses taxation to stabilize economy if there's too much money. The Keynesian theory was based on the notion that spare capacity has already been built up in the economy and occurs when a business is not making full use of its available capacity. So the family kid's house example. All about buildup of capacity, a crash, and then the reality of spare capacity as a result of the buildup. So macroeconomic aggregate demand and supply curve. Supply curve. An economy has built up its resources to a point over time to an industrialized economy. So first, the average price level does not change as real output increases. Then the output increases and a rise in average price levels. And then it maxes out. No more output, only rise in costs. Along with John Hicks, Keynes argued that market economies do not self-correct quickly because prices and wages take time to adjust. Hicks, GNP. Income equals consumption plus government spending plus investment. They claim that during investments, it's necessary for government 
to get involved and use fiscal policies to increase output and decrease unemployment. Chicago Schools of Economics, Milton Friedman and Becker. Classical versus the Keynesian theory. Classical, Adam Smith. Consumers and firms make decisions in the free market economy in order to maximize their self-interest. Consumers will make decisions that maximize utility and firms will make decisions that maximize profits. These self-interests drive voluntary exchange and free market economy, setting price levels and quantities of output at an equilibrium, where all participants can satisfy their incentive-driven goals. When fluctuations and changes occur, the natural market forces of voluntary the natural market forces of voluntary exchange, also known as the invisible hand which allows the market economy to fix itself without outside influence of the government intervention. Keynesian. Adam Smith is correct to a certain point. Was a progression of classicalist theory. Consumers and firms make decisions to maximize self-interest. These self-interests drive voluntary exchange in the free market economy setting price levels and quantities of output at an equilibrium. Sometimes when fluctuations occur, the economy will fix itself through natural market forces known as the invisible hand, but sometimes it won't. Times where the economy fluctuates and natural market forces completely break down and can't do enough to correct market failure this is when you need help from the government to not spiral. Modern economic theory, welfare and socialism. Theoretical discussion about welfare was important. First half of the 1900s. Welfare for people in general leads to discussions about state's role The Luazan School, most famous, Leon Walrus and Pareto. Welfare of individuals cannot be measured. Pareto defined optimum as a situation when it is impossible to make changes that does not affect some individuals negatively. Justice in exchange produce maximum welfare because people trade according to their utilities. Pareto Optimum later developed by Hicks and Caldor. Market failures. When allocation of resources is not Pareto efficient, there is a market failure. 
at least one person can be better off with another allocation without anyone being harmed. Imperfect competition. John Robinson. Theory of monospony. Monetarism. Important. Chicago School. Milton Friedman. And Becker. Monetarism was a reaction towards Keynesianism economics. It is the revival of the quantity theory of money. Milton Friedman said that people don't make the same mistakes over and over again. In the short run, an increase in the money supply might raise output, but in the long run, Inflation will make output return, but price level stay high. The lag between policy and effect is unpredictable. Unemployment has a natural rate. If wage earners are interested in real wage, there cannot be a trade-off between unemployment and inflation. Inflation is the only certain outcome with expansionist monetary policy. The Lucas Critique. Lucas. Economic actors have rational expectations. The private sector base decisions on what it thinks governments will do. Individuals are completely rational and take all advantages they can. People are unemployed because they choose to be unemployed. Otherwise, they'll take jobs for lower wages. Gary Becker, rational choice. People maximize their welfare. Attitudes, preferences, and calculations matter. Economic calculations guide all aspects of life. Game theory, two play players and their strategies, four outcomes. Dominance is central. New Institutional Theory, Douglas North. Development Economics, Dependency Theory. Macroeconomics, Business Cycles. Business cycles are associated with small changes in capital stock but large changes in employment. More frequent in poor countries than richer countries. Variables. Leading indicator, if main time point of GDP level is 2022, then it's before 2021. Lagging is the one after. Origins, says law. Supply creates its own demand. So that savings equals investments. The classical model on business cycles. Number one. Perfect competitions exist in all markets. Real wages are used when making decisions. The economy is composed of representative against with same preferences. The classical model believes in flexible wages and prices. Increase with inflation 
and decrease with deflation. Aggregate demand is comprised of consumer spending, investment spending, and exports. Aggregate supply is fixed at the economy's full employment quantity of real GDP output. Changes in aggregate demand cause fluctuations in aggregate price level. and real GDP output produced in the macro economy remains the same because the economy always produces its potential real GDP output. In need of correction, the classical model. Comes from natural forces within the economy itself. As consumption slows, aggregate demand begins to decrease, causing deflation of prices. As economy contracts, wages fall with price level as firms decrease demand for workers. Consumption is slowing. As aggregate demand continues to fall, Consumers' purchasing power increase and prices fall to a level that consumers cannot help but to buy more goods and services because it's more affordable. Because of the lower prices, consumers, firms, and foreign consumers now have more purchasing power and increased consumption causing aggregate demand to increase and correcting the economic contraction. The classical theory dictates that periods of recession and accessory inflation are temporary and that the macroeconomy will correct itself through changes in aggregate demand and there's no need for outside government influence because the invisible hand works through flexible wages and prices which affect consumption and therefore aggregate demand. The classical model does not take aggregate demand into account. The Keynesian theory counteracts the classical theory. Says that there are times where prices and wages are flexible and fluctuations in aggregate demand will cause changes in price level and wages, allowing the economy to fix itself. But there are times where the economy fails to fix itself because the invisible hand breaks down. And in this case, the only way to correct market failure and return the economy to equilibrium is for government intervention. There are three ranges of aggregate supply. The classical range, intermediate range, and the Keynesian range. So, So first, prices or wages 
are flexible. Whatever. Keynesians range prices are sticky. Sticky wages and prices. Workers' wages remain fixed at the same rate regardless of changes in aggregate demand. When aggregate demand increases to a point that the economy contracts, it enters the Keynesian range of aggregate supply. Prices have fallen so low that they become strictly and will not deflate any further. Changes in aggregate demand will cause changes in real GDP output. Prices will remain fixed and will not change because firms aren't willing to sell products for lower prices because they have to make revenue or they will be shut down. At the same time, Wages are also sticky as workers aren't willing to work at a less wage because they need income to spend. If consumers, firms, and foreign consumers are not consuming economic goods at this deflated price level, they never will. They may be waiting for prices to deflate a little further so that goods and services are more affordable, but this will never happen because prices and wages are sticky and will not change. As consumption continues to fall, aggregate demand increases, causing further economic contraction and a wider recession gap. Unemployment level increases, and income and consumption levels are decreasing. Aggregate demand will continue to fall because prices and wages are sticky and the invisible hand is broken and the economy will not fix itself. The cycle will continue and continue until the economy collapses or if government intervention use policies to stimulate aggregate demand. There is a fundamental uncertainty about future. <sighs> Business cycles. Promote the society goal is to promote long run economic growth prevent unemployment, and keep prices stable by limiting inflation. Neoclassical on the business cycles. Economy has a strong tendency toward full employment equilibrium. Business cycles should not exist. However, changes in technology can affect industries, which can lead to limited short-term lowering of aggregate demand, 
leading to recession. Short-lived as unemployment will lower wages, back to equilibrium, no government needed. The Austrian school share most as neoclassical. The difference is that business cycles are not a result of changes in technology, but misguided interventions by the government. They believe that the government intervention is unnecessary and should be completely avoided. Both agree that wages will adjust, such that the economy will always return to full employment, so recessions should be short-lived. In practice, long recessions like depression contradict their theory. They talk about lack of information is the most important economic concept. They believe in the evolution of the economy. The economy is free. Keynesianism can take a very long time. It can take a very long time for a market to adjust wages and go back to full employment. Because wages are sticky, many would choose to remain unemployed than get a pay count. Business cycles is the result of swings in market sentiment rather than changes in technology or government intervention. Argue that long recessions, government is necessary, fiscal policy is necessary. Monetarist school. Milton Friedman. Object to Keynesian for government intervention. Milton Friedman focused on price stability and argue that money supply should be increased slowly and predictably to allow for steady growth. The Keynesian model fails to consider long-term harm that can be caused by government deficits. Rather than fiscal policy, believe that money supply has best effect on economy. When money supply grows too fast, the boom is unsustainable. When it grows too slow, the economy contracts. Monetarists recommend that government should follow a policy of steady and predictable increases in the money supply in order to keep aggregate demand stable and growing. Monetarists argue that wages and prices are perfectly flexible. Wage and price adjustments are slower. However, wage and price adjustments are slower than required to maintain output and employment at their natural levels. So prices and wages are flexible, but information is imperfect. 
expectations can have output effects. Aggregate demand affects output only in the short run. There is a natural rate of output and a natural rate of unemployment. New Classical School Argue against government intervention as a predictable losing and tightening of money supply itself can cause a recession as business would just wait for easy money to start investing. Do not include money, but the business cycles are caused business cycles are caused by real factors such as business and technological and external shocks. These models are called real business cycles, which talks about how market in perfect condition and people had access to perfect information. Aggregate demand is irrelevant, as are financial markets. Only changes in aggregate supply creates business cycles. Solution, laissez-faire, minimal government policies as business cycles and unemployment is considered efficient. Irving Fisher on financial turmoil. Piriana.